We've got somebody not here because of sickness or something else uh, going on, uh, maybe other issues and things like that. And this time and season, it's, it's a busy time. We understand everybody's running around like an, almost like a chicken with your head cut off. <laughs> You're trying to get things done, trying to do this, trying to do that, planning uh, dinners, planning uh, gatherings. But don't forget the reason why we do. Keep your priorities where they need to be. Far too many people are so involved with themselves, they forget the reason why we have what we have. Yes. I hear an amen on that one. Amen. It's okay to say amen. <laughs> You're not in a, the wrong place. Hallelujah every once in a while. Glory every once in a while doesn't even hurt. So we praise God. Well, let's get started. Are we ready for that uh, uh, internet? Are they already on? Okay. We want to welcome the uh, internet and the Facebook uh, group and family that we have that's been tuning in. And uh, we've done some improvements. So uh, hopefully that uh, uh, the improvements is making things better for you to receive what we have. And so we welcome everybody. Can, hey, church, can we just welcome them by giving them a round of applause? Hopefully they can hear it. I don't know if they can hear or not, but we'll see. It may be this iffy because all I got right now is just a little mic on my face. So um, hopefully they can hear it, but we welcome all those. And I believe God's using this small ministry to make some large impact. Amen. Can I hear an amen? Yes. amen? Now, I want you to say we're not going to stay small long. Amen. Oh, thank you for those two or three that believes that. Uh, how many of you are going to say we're not going to stay small for long? Uh, I don't believe that. God's got some great things for us, and we've got some uh, things that God's called us to do, and we're going to reach out and do what he says that we need to do. If you would open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 1, if you would, please. Matthew chapter 1, as we are in this season of uh, uh, Christmas. How many thankful for Christmas? Yes. I'm thankful for Christmas. is a time not only to reflect, but to recognize why we have it. It's Christmas. It's not the gifts you receive. Thank God for those. That's the blessing. That's an extended blessing. But uh, we thank God for what he's done uh, and what he's doing. Let me say this real quickly. No service tonight because the weather is supposed to take a nosedive for temps, wind chill factor. So no service tonight. Uh, please uh, stay in your homes and enjoy. If you've got to be somewhere, be very, very careful. Uh, we want you to uh, make sure that uh, things are safe. And so we, we welcome those that uh, are, are here this morning. But again, tonight, no service. So enjoy. Stand for the reading of God's word, if you would, please. As we go to Matthew chapter 1, go down to verse 18, if you would, please. If you're there, say amen. amen. Verse 18 says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Verse 19, Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you, Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. The last verse we're going to read at this portion. Keep your Bibles handy, though. We got some other ones we're going to turn to in a moment. And Jesus will, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Say Jesus. Jesus. That's his name. We must understand that. That that's what God had called him. 
for he will save his people from their sins. One more time, say Jesus. Jesus. And you may be seated. Title of the message today, the name of Jesus. Aren't you glad for that name that was given? It's very important we understand that. Well, let's understand just a little bit. Jesus in the Hebrew means Yeshua or Joshua. Joshua or Yeshua means Jehovah is salvation. Aren't you glad for the salvation you have today? <laughs> we can look and say, thank God I'm saved. Thank God he reached down his hand when I was lost. Thank God he saw me when I was yet a sinner, but yet loved me. Aren't you glad for that this morning, church? <coughs> the names used to be very significant. When you get a name to a child, it was very significant. Now people say, oh, I just kind of like that name. It sounds good. They don't even put no emphasis on it. It's so important, though, that you name your children in a proper way. But it used to mean something to have, and very significant to have a name given to a child because it meant something for them in their future. It put a title to them, if you really want to say. It put them some uh, identity in that place that they could grow up. I know my daughter and her husband, my son-in-law, I call him son, they're going back and forth. What do we name a child, this child? What we put in, and we've asked them, and they give us some names. And I says, make sure you search them out. What does it really mean? How does it, when they get older, how it's going to mean? There's some names I've heard, and we've got one in here that they named this child Lucian. I thought, where did you come up with that? It was you looking at a bottle of lotion and say, Lucian. <laughs> I don't know how to come up with it, but they come up with it. And uh, so he comes, he's a happy little boy. Come in here, see, he's just smiling, at least when I come in. I'm not sure if he's that way most of the time for you guys or not. Sometimes, maybe, maybe not in our daycare. But we noticed that uh, to name uh, and put a name, it should mean not only it's something about the person it reveals, it reveals three aspects of that individual, his character or her character, their nature and their personality. When you think of somebody and you bring their name up, you think of their character, you think that, yeah, they are characters sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you think of their nature, how they are in their way they operate and their personality. You put that into two and two. Sometimes you can put that to an individual and say, yes, I remember how they are. I worked with a gentleman and we, they nicknamed him B.A. That wasn't his real name. But they nicknamed him B.A. because he had a bad attitude. <laughs> and he would come in. Everything he was was a bad attitude. And he says, oh, here comes B.A. He says, yeah, and I rightfully hold that title. You know, that's not a good title. But later on, thank God, later on, God got a hold of his life. And now he's B.A., right? But he's born again. Amen. I looked at him in the store one time and I says, I'm thankful you're no longer the old B.A., but you're the new B.A. Thank God that we're born again. The name Jehovah means this. It reveals the attributes of God. It's manifested who God is. It brings up his holiness. It brings up his power. It brings up his love. We could go on and on. Jehovah, when you think of Jehovah, you think of God himself. You think of who he is. He is my healer. Jehovah, what? 
Jehovah Jireh is one, but what is the healing aspect? Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals. Jehovah Nisi, he is my banner. Those are the attributes. Jehovah Shama means God is abiding presence with us. El Shaddai brings up, he's my all in all. We know God and by his attributes, his characteristics, and we can see that. But notice what we see from scripture. When we're in these times and seasons, we must understand why we do. We heard, we seen some of them. We, I looked at them one time. They, they was waiting on us as happy holidays. I says, I says, yeah, it's a holy day, but Merry Christmas. I get that when they call in, have a happy holiday. And I says, it's a holy day because it's Merry Christmas. They stop and they, yeah, you're right. It is Christmas. It is that season. But when that season came into birth of Jesus, notice what the angel told the father to name the child. It wasn't the earthly father. It was a heavenly father putting a name to this baby. Jesus. Say Jesus. This name is Yahshua. In the Hebrews, you go over there and you take a tour for them. Sometimes you speak Jesus, they understand what we mean by the English and what the Greek says. But they call him Yahshua. When they pray, those Christians over there, they pray Yahshua. Yahshua. They come into the presence of Yahshua. See, when you speak his name, his presence is with you. He is abiding with you. Say Jesus one more time. You may be saying that quite a bit to this message because it's very important. We know who he is. Go to Acts chapter 4, if you would, please. Acts chapter 4. As we bring out some points, and we must understand, we call him Jesus. Because there's a reason. Call him Jesus. That's what the angel was telling Joseph. You will call this boy Jesus because he is the Savior, because he is the revealed of God himself, because he is the power of God. The Bible says in John 1, he is the glory of God that was shown to us. God came into flesh. Thank God he came here for you and I. And he rose again, showing the glory of God. Mm, thank the Lord for the name of Jesus. I've cried out to him many times when I needed somebody because you know what? When I called out to him, his presence is with me. Thank God for calling out on the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Peter standing before, and John standing before the leaders the religious leaders. A notable miracle had taken place and they arrested him. A man had gotten healed and was leaping and praising God. A notable miracle that he was standing on the outside of the temple and all of a sudden God reached down and healed him. And he was leaping and praising the Lord. A notable miracle they could not deny. But they arrested Peter and John. And when they arrested him, they brought him to us. And notice what they said. And notice what Peter says, especially, he says in verse 12, nor is there 
salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men that which we must be saved. Say his name again, Jesus. Jesus. See, we must understand when we say no other name, that word is, that word saved means delivered. Say, I'm delivered. Jesus is our deliverer. He is our redeemer. He's the one that bought us with a price. Redeemer means to buy back, to redeem. See, when we were in sin, we had no hope. When we had no life-giving source, only Jesus could give us that what we need of. He's our deliverer. What they were saying here, man cannot save himself. You cannot save yourself. You can do everything you want to. If you have an alcoholic, they can swear, I'll never take a drink again. But next thing you know, they get near a a place that sells liquor. You know what they're going to do? They get pulled towards that. But you get a man that's delivered, that used to be an alcoholic, those desires change. Because why? Only one can deliver a man or a woman from the sinful life that you have. Aren't you glad that Jesus came to your life? Give you a hope now. Give you a wherewith that it's not by my own power, but by his power. That's the reason why when you speak his name, you connect with him. You connect with the power that came from the heavenlies. Peter spoke up. He said, there is no other name. Say, no other name. name. We must understand that as we go wrong in the day and age we're living in. No other name, no other name, no other name. When you call him Jesus, when you call out on the name of Jesus. See, with the name of Jesus, you have his presence. In other words, his person. We have a time now in a society, they don't want you to talk about Jesus much outside the realm of your four walls of church. Because they say, yeah, we have God. But see, God can be a general term. Everybody can have a God. But when you define it, Jesus, they don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear what you have to say. Because when you speak for that and you speak his name, you connect. You become one with. See, when a person gets married, one takes the last name of the other. Most of the time, but I've seen it, where men will take the name of the the lady. No way, Jose. (laughs) I like my last name, Johnson. Martha took my last name. You want that? Gives her the rights now to speak and operate and even sign that name, Johnson. Now she's connected with that name. When Hannah got married, she took Javi's last name, and now she is connected with Javi. She has rights under that using it. We connect when we speak his name. That's the reason why when God says, there is no other name, call him Jesus. Call him Emmanuel, the Savior, the one that will take away your sins, the one that will make you connected with God. The one where that the presence of the Lord, when you speak his name, he's in the midst. Where two or three are gathered in his name, he's in the midst. Aren't you glad that he's here with us today? We've got more than two or three in this building because he's in our midst, church. He's here. We call him Jesus. Others don't want to call him that. They have a fear of calling that. He's in our midst. 
When I call him at midnight, he comes alongside me. He's right there. It brings peace and comfort when you speak his name, Jesus. And there's even times when I'm frustrated. Ever get frustrated? <laughs> there's been times I've been on the phone dealing with because I have to work outside the, uh, the home and stuff like that. And these people, they get on the phone. They get very demanding and very rude and crude. And you want to reach through that phone and lay hands on them. Suddenly and fast and furiously. Sometimes you get a spear to choke. Let me choke them. Jesus. Okay, now how can I help you? <laughs> what was you doing? I says, uh, I was just calling on somebody else. <laughs> Who's you calling on? And I tell them, Jesus. Oh, that's a good name. <laughs> they calm down right now. But when you speak his name, something happened. Go down just a few verses in the same chapter of Acts. Something that took place here, verse 17. It says that these people, these rulers, these ones that are there, it says, but so that it spreads no further. But so that it spreads no further. That sounds like our government. Uh, now keep it inside the four walls. Don't come outside the four walls. Just keep it. Don't let it spread. There's only one hope. There's only one way. No man can be saved except by the name of Jesus. By his name can we be delivered. By his name can we be healed. By his name we have eternal life. By his name we have life eternal. More than that, we have it abundantly. We have his name. And by that name we have a way to get to the Father. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Aren't you glad for Jesus? See, that's what we connect to. This is only the introduction. Wait till I get to the message. <laughs> but it goes on a reads and says, but so that it spreads no further among the people, let us severely threaten them that from now on they speak no, they speak to no man in this name. They couldn't even already say his name. But verse 18, so they called them, and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. There's some people who are threatened by that name. It signifies something. By that name, it turned the world upside down. By that name, it brought us in connection more than that. By the cross, it brought us in connection with God, but also man. Thank God for the cross. See, when you speak his name, touch your neighbor and just say, Jesus. Jesus. It implies one, unity. You've come into a union with him. And when you come into union with him, then you connect with what he has, what all he has and what he wants to give. That's the reason why when Peter and John looked at this man that they healed in the same book, they said, silver and gold, we have none. But as such as we have in the name of who? Jesus. What was his name? Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of let me say it again, in the name of. Get that in your spirit. Everything we have comes from Jesus. Everything we are is about Jesus. That's where Christianity, we are what? Like him. When we take on the unity that he has and we become one with him, we have him and we become Christians. 
Not just in words, but our walk changes, our thought pattern changes, our speech changes. It implies union. In other words, you become one. It's like a marriage, you become one. These two shall become one. Go to Proverbs 18. Proverbs 18. Come down to verse 10, if you would, please. When King Solomon was writing the Proverbs, he said something rightly here, and I wanted to pull it out. Verse 10 says, The name of the Lord, say the name of the Lord, is a strong tower. The righteous run to it. And notice this, are safe. The righteous run to it and are safe. You know what a tower represents? A high place. A tower looks over. Because when you go up to a tower, you can look over the landscape. There was a lady, a true story. And she was driving down. She had left uh, this one store and headed down the highway and got on an interstate and she was heading down and she had left her car unlocked and for some reason she forgot about it. Normally she don't do that according to the, the papers and she was driving down this road and this one big huge box truck come alongside of her and he backed off and he got behind her and he was and she looked in the rearview mirror and she goes, what is this truck doing? Everywhere I, I speed up, he speeds up. I slow down, he slows down. So she says, well, I'll see if I can get rid of him. She moved over to the other lane. He just followed right over behind her in the other lane. She got kind of a little scared. She was going, what's going on with this situation? What's happening here? Her mind was just racing. <clears throat> Road rage going in her mind. This guy's going to kill me. He's got a big truck. He could run me over. She would speed up. He would follow her, speed up even further, get closer, almost bumper to bumper. <clears throat> she says, I got to find a place to turn off. I got to get off this highway. If I can do that quick enough, he won't follow me. <laughs> she turned off, veered off that interstate and got off. And, and once she seen a restaurant, she ran up to that restaurant, pulled up real close, right up to the front. She got out of her car, ran inside. Guess what? Guess what that truck driver was doing? He followed her right in there, pulled right behind her. Stopped real quick. She went inside and told the manager, I got this guy following me. I don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> that truck driver got out of the car, out of his truck, and went over to the car, went to the back seat, opened the door, and yanked out this one guy that was back there. He was at an advantage point. He could see what was going in. He recognized the face because he said in the morning news when they interviewed him, what was going on? I seen his face, and he was a rapist. And he was going to try to do that woman harm. But she was running away from her Savior. <laughs> she didn't know it. There's a lot of people like that today. They have danger right around them, not knowing that Jesus wants to save them. Sometimes we leave his name off to the side, but that's the greatest name that we can mention. 
Call out his name, he can bring peace. Call out his name, he'll bring joy. Call out his name, he'll lift you up higher than where you're at. He's a strong tower. He lifts you up. That's what the tower means. And the righteous run to it because they are lifted up when they speak his name. When you speak his name, you are lifted up from the circumstance. You can look over the water. You can look over the trouble. You can look over the situation because his name lifts you up. Glory to God. Let me shout just a minute. His name is a high tower to me. When I speak his name, I'm lifted up above the circumstance. Sets me on high, in other words. And I can relax because I know that he's there. The woman with the issue of blood, she said, if I can just get to Jesus... In her mind, she was thinking of Jesus. But she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment. You know what she did? She got a hold of him. She touched the right thread. (laughs) Sometimes we need to realize we need to touch the right cord. Get a hold of the right thread. Get a hold of who Jesus is. And what happened? She was healed. Because she knew. How many knows Jesus is the healer? The Bible says that he sent his word and he healed them. Thank God that he is the word. And we just heard a message last week. He is the word. He is the word that we speak. She got to hold the right string. You know what happened? She went under the shadow of that name. Went under the shadow of the almighty. Got under that place. And she was on her knees because where's the hymn? Down below. She was on her knees in position to receive what God had. I come under the shadow of the most high. I come under the shadow of the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, there's protection. In the name of Jesus, there's uh, relief. There's some areas that I need in the name of Jesus. When I speak that name, speak that name, speak that name. They called him Jesus. Say his name, Jesus. Jesus. It brings up three points as a believer. We must understand what his name brings. One, authority. Say authority. See, when you speak his name, heaven has to take notice. Wait a minute. That believer's speaking his name. I better step to it. I better get in line. All the angels, they get in tune with Jesus, who Jesus is. Because the Bible says that all authority has been given to who? He rose from the dead. He has all authority in heaven and in earth. So when you speak his name, you connect with his name, you come under his name, you get into the high tower, then you speak when you say, Jesus, what happens? You have authority over every situation. Yes. You know what else you have when you speak his name? Second point, identity. You identify with him. I'm a Christian. I no longer speak the way I used to speak. I no longer carry the things I want to. There's a lot of people that take his name, but they don't live it. They don't identify with it. They profess, but they don't possess. When you come in line with who Jesus is, then you change. You no longer are your own. You no longer want to dress and talk and think the way you used to as a, a, an unbeliever. Now a believer identifies with Jesus. Jesus was the one that represented God. He was holy. Amen. He was pure. His thoughts was pleasing the Father. Then now you identify that God, does this please you? I don't care what anybody else thinks. God, does this please you? That's what I want to think about and look at. God, does my dress please you? I wrote something to my daughter when she was in high school. 
And I put a bunch of scriptures. I called it Mirror, Mirror. I don't know if she still has that or not. But I said, when you look in a mirror, what do you see? Because that reflection that you see, see, when God looks at you, he should see the reflection, the identity of that name of Jesus. Does he see Jesus? Third point, it gives me a destiny. My destiny changes. I'm no longer bound for hell. Now I'm bound for heaven. When I take the name of Jesus and I put him into prison, when I submit myself under him, my destiny changes. I now am a candidate. I now have a right to go to heaven. I now, when I die, and there'll be a point, of, the Bible says there's a point in time. I'm not looking for death because my time's not done yet. I've got a lot of work yet to be done. But when God says there's an appointed time, every single one of us will face that at a point in time. And until that time, you have work to do. You need to identify with his name, but you have a destiny. You have something you need to fulfill. You have a future. You have a hope because of Jesus. That's what Jesus was saying in his word. He says, come unto me, all you labor." and are heavy laden, and you lay down your burden. You take up his yoke, and when you yoke up with him, you identify with him. You become one with him, and you work the same way he does because he pulls. Because he, in a horse-drawn thing, there's one that's a little bit stronger than the other, and they do the more leading. But I have authority. The centurion, he came to Jesus. And when he came to Jesus, he had a, a reason for coming. He loved his servant, and the servant that had worked so hard for him, he come to Jesus. He says, I have this servant. He's sick. And he says, he's nigh unto death. I want you to heal him. Jesus said, I'll come right now. And he goes, Jesus said, and the centurion says, no, I don't need you to come. I don't need you to come. And he says, I'm not worthy for you to come in my place. You just speak the word. Can I tell you to a believer, speak his name. Speak his name over every situation and see what will take place. Jesus will go to that situation. Jesus can move the mountains. Jesus can bring the healing. Jesus can bring all the resources of heaven by your side when you call on his name. The centurion says, speak that's all you have to do. When you speak and you connect with Jesus, you know what happens? All of a sudden, everything that Jesus died for you now becomes yours. And now because of that, my faith connects with him. And now I have all what heaven has. Amen. You know what happened to the centurion's servant? What is it, Brother Joe? It says that he, was that he was healed that very hour. Because when that centurion got home and the servant met him, he inquired, he says, when did he get better? And all of a sudden they come to him and says, at this time, at the time Jesus spoke, he says, go your way, your servant's okay. And that's what Jesus is saying to you. When you call on his name, then you can leave with assurance. Everything is going to be all right. No wonder the angel said, this is what you're going to name him, Jesus. He's your deliverer. He's your healer. He's your all in all. No other name given where you can be saved. The name of Jesus, it brings to my mind not only healing, protection, 
Aren't you glad for protection? I'm thankful. I come under a covering. The reason why so many people don't have a covering, and I, I feel for them. But when I speak the name of Jesus and I come in the name of Jesus, I have a covering. I get access to heaven's best. Because when I speak his name, the Father takes notice. The Father says, ah, they're speaking in my son's name. He's the one that died for them. He's the one that paid the price for them. He's the one that I gave the right that they can have. It brings uh, not only access, but comfort. You speak his name, it brings comfort. Also deliverance, it brings life. But something else that sometimes we all need is direction. Sometimes we need direction. Sometimes we don't know which way to go. We're hearing all kinds of voices that come in our way. A lot of people are saying a lot of things to you. And I've heard this say, well, my pastor didn't say it, so it's not there. What does the word say? What does the Bible say? It's not what your pastor says. If he lines up with the word, that's great. But what does the word say? That what does Jesus say? That's what we're saying. That's what Jesus is saying. And when the word says it, that's what you need to stand on. There's a lot of good men that can miss it. But I'm telling you, when the word speaks it, when the word gives it, you speak the word, you speak Jesus, then things come in line. Amen. It brings direction. Last thing I also think of, at the name of Jesus, it brings freedom. Right. Say, I'm free. free. Praise God, I'm free. Go to Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17. Let me get there myself. All right, let's read it from all the overhead. You got it on the overhead, brother? Let's read it. Oh, that's the name of Jesus. I like that. Oh, there we go. 17. Let's jump down to verse 8, 28. I'm sorry. Verse 28. Read this with me, if you would, please. For in him, say, for in him, we live and move and have our being as also some of your own poets have said for we also are his offspring notice this we move and we live and we have our being in him by the name of Jesus we connect with that we live we move and we have our being without him we don't have air we don't have air. You can't buy air. You can go get oxygen and it'll go away. But the, take a deep breath. It didn't cost you a dime. And he gives it to the just and unjust. Isn't that good? God's good. He, we're serving an awesome God. But let me say this as we bring things to a conclusion. I've heard some of them say, well, pastor, you're going to have five conclusions. <laughs> I'll try to bring just one. In concluding, when you come under attack, and let me say, you all will find a time when you are hit with something. You don't know how to shake it. You don't know how to get rid of it. Here's what I have learned. When my heart's been broke, when I've had people stab me in the back, when I've had people lie to me, when I've had situations that I didn't know which way to turn and I start calling out in the name of Jesus. And when that attack hits me, I call out on him because at the name of Jesus, there's miracles that are wrought. There's miracles that can take place. 
Deliverance is available when you call on his name. His name means God with us. Emmanuel, say that, God with us. So when you speak his name, Jesus, you're speaking God with you. Touch your neighbor and say, he's with us. But let me say this in this regard. He's a deliverer. He came to deliver a message, to live a life, to show us all. How many's ever received a package from FedEx or UPS or the post office? Points <laughs> because have you ever have they ever laid it on your front porch and left it there? Ever seen those uh, videos where people come up and get? They showed this old lady that was in her 80s stealing packages off the porches, and I'm going, oh, that's not good. <laughs> but deliver. They deliver, but if they don't get it to you, the one sent it is not really delivered yet. Right. It's not been delivered yet. Jesus was, came from heaven to deliver, to bring deliverance, to bring a message. But you know what? Until you reach out, until you get out of your chair and go on the front porch or answer the door to receive it and take a hold of it, it's not yours. It's still sitting there. And if somebody else comes on your porch and gets it, it hasn't been delivered yet. Let me say this. Jesus came to bring a message of deliverance. But until you reach out and take it, that deliverance is still waiting. That message is still waiting. God's got it for you. But until you understand it, until you get a hold of it, that package is still there. That's all it is. It can't be used. And there's no freedom, no comfort, no healing, no life until the message is taken a hold of. Have you taken the message today that Jesus gave? Are you taking a hold of the name of Jesus? Call him Jesus. The name of Jesus is powerful. But until you take a hold of it and let it become part of you, Everything else is going to pass away. Until that time, you don't have freedom. You're tormented until you take a hold of deliverance he has for you. There's no other name given where men can be saved, delivered at the name of Jesus, whom the Son has set free is free indeed. But you're not free until you take a hold of it, until you allow him to deliver you. Stand to your feet, if you would, please, all the building.